nau mai ki tēnei hōtaka tuatahi, te tēringa tuatahi hoki o The Whakapapa Effect. Kia ora everyone and welcome to The Whakapapa Effect, the very first episode of the first season. Uh, it's been a long time coming, I've had the show on the radio as well, I've had the podcast channels on Spotify and Apple Podcasts since I first released my book as podcast episodes back in 2018 or 20, early 2019 so that people could have free access to the Tupunama Tauranga or the kōrero from my first book, Self-Awareness Doesn't Begin With Self, because how can you know who you are if you don't know who we where or what you come from, how can you know who you are if you don't know your whakapapa, and so pretty big deal, pretty big day today uh, to finally launch this and share with you the kōrero that we'll be having with other manuhiri, with guests who will be sharing their perspectives, their experiences, their whakaro and so much more about whakapapa but more so about lifestyle design. Whakapapa and the whakapapa effect is just the vehicle or the catalyst to have those types of conversations and so I'm really looking forward to that but I thought this very first episode could be like an intro and so I'll share a little bit about me and update on where we're at, why we're doing this, why it's taken so long as well <laughs> and a few other whakaro to set the foundation for the season to come. First things first, we'll start with the name. I'll give a bit of explanation and detail as to where it came from, why we're running with it, <laughs> and why Whakapapa is so important to me. And so the Whakapapa effect came about when I started working at Moana Radio, a local iwi tribal radio station in Aotearoa, based in Tauranga Moana. And I got thrown in the deep end, got told that I was producing a show the next week and the show needed a name and I wanted to have the same kind of wānanga, the same discussions and talk about the same stuff as I was on my blog that I write each week on hanatapiata.com if you didn't know um, and on social media as well and I saw the radio as another avenue to share this type of mātauranga, to share these knowledge systems, to engage with our whānau who prefer listening to the radio compared to reading and so that was the catalyst to create a name for a show and I've always been interested in cause and effect and causing an effect or trying to understand why things happen, why things are the way they are, why I think the way I do, why I behave in such a way compared to others and so on and so forth and so I've always internalized deeply, always been in my feels and in my own thoughts. I love understanding or I love getting an insight into process and whakapapa describes process. It's the Māori kupu or Māori word to most commonly describe ancestry and genealogy. We can trace our whakapapa, we can trace that process back through our parents and their parents and grandparents and so on and so forth to the beginning of time to understand the process of how we came to be born. So whakapapa is most commonly used to describe ancestry and genealogy, but overall it describes process. And so when we think about the process or the whakapapa of how we've become who, where and what we are today, we have to factor in our genetics, so our genealogy, our ancestry. But then also we've got the experiences we've had, the environments we've been exposed to, our upbringing, 
all of those things have culminated and contributed to the way we think, what we believe in, what we value, how we conduct ourselves. And so I'm of the belief that if we understand that whakapapa, if we understand that process, we better understand ourselves. And with that, we can intentionally put things in place to create the kind of life we want to live, a life of design rather than a life of default and circumstance. And so that's the gist of what the show is about. It's about lifestyle design and unpacking the whakapapa that has led us to where we are now, who we are now, and hacking that or kind of reverse engineering that to trace back insecurities or fears to their source or to past traumas maybe so that we can address them, we can work to heal those things in our lives so that we're not restricted by them and we can be self-determining in the kind of lives that we want to lead. And so I think that's enough of a description of the whakapapa effect. Very similar to the butterfly effect or the chaos effect, the ripple effect. Like one drop has so many ripples that we can't even fathom sometimes. And I think the whakapapa effect is, you can slot that right in there or that interchangeable, I think. <laughs> and if you have any questions about whakapapa or the name, the whakapapa effect, uh, please send them through. But I think that's enough of a description to get us started anyway. And then just a little bit about me. I'm very fortunate to grow up immersed in te reo Māori and te ao Māori with a Māori worldview and speaking the Māori language as my first language, as my mother tongue, which has shaped everything about my life right now. Everything I do as an adult can be traced back to that gift that my parents gave me. And my parents, uh, my dad is Māori with whakapapa ties to Te Arawa Whānui, to Ngāti Puro, to Tainui, to Ngāti Awa, and probably a few other places as well that we're still learning about. And then my mum is Pākehā, fifth or sixth generation from England, Scotland, and maybe a few other places, surely a few other places. I'm still trying to learn that part of my whakapapa, of my ancestry. Um, but so a uh, Māori dad, Pākehā mum, who decided that that was the life they wanted for their children. And I know that I wouldn't be who, where, or what I am today. I wouldn't be producing this podcast. The show wouldn't be sharing the kōrero that I do had they not done that. So that's part of my whakapapa that I'm so grateful for. And I wasn't even part of that decision consciously. You know, I didn't engage in the process, but they had me in mind, I suppose, like a few others in that generation in the attempts to revive and revitalize Te Reo Māori, Me Ona Tikanga, um, the Māori culture. And so that upbringing I had set me on a path where I knew how valuable their sense of identity or sense of being Māori was or is to me. And everything I do now, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but everything I do now is to try and contribute back to that same puna or that pool that sustained me and continues to sustain me in my life. So I'm just trying to add my <laughs> little contribution um, so that others and our current generation and future generations as well can continue to feed and nourish themselves spiritually as well as every other way from that same puna and we can grow it to the point where it's self-sustaining and there are so many awesome initiatives and kaupapa and people leading that in different ways and so when I think about the gifts or the skills and abilities I have the way I think the perspective I have and I think well what's the purpose why do I have these things I see 
producing content and sharing that is one method of contribution, if that makes sense. That's pretty much the why behind why I do what I do. And I just love it. I love being Māori. I love learning about what my ancestors did and trying to incorporate that into modern life, engaging in those knowledge systems. And it fulfills me in a way that I can't articulate yet. Um, but hopefully with the podcast and with the content on social media, we'll find the words sometime soon. And I think that's enough about me. But if you had any questions, please send them through happy as to Wananga and to answer anything. For the last part of this episode, I thought I'd just run through the format or how the show is shaping up for this first season. And so I've asked people who I know personally and people who I don't know but admire from afar who inspire me in all different ways. People who are tapping into their skills and their abilities to contribute to Māori advancement or to leading a better life for them in their collective, whoever that might be. I think sharing story and sharing experiences, sharing different perspectives of the same thing or of different things is so important because it helps us deepen or even expand our understanding of the world and even of ourselves. I already know what I think and that's a limitation. But when I come together with other people and we wānanga on certain topics, they share their perspective or maybe they have a different experience of it than I do. And if you've followed the content that I share, like that's just me sharing my perspective which I like, <laughs> but I know what I think and I'm used to it. But I think it's very easy to become trapped in a silo and we can assume that other people think the same way we do, even though we haven't even had the conversation. But we can get trapped in our own thoughts and I do that from time to time. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, sitting down, hopefully with COVID restrictions allowing for it, sitting down with the manuhiri, with the guests and talking about the kind of life they've designed for themselves, different perspectives on challenges, on adversities, how they've overcome different barriers and obstacles in their lives, um, what success means to them. I know that those wānanga and those kōrero will have some benefit for us in all different ways. And I'm getting excited just thinking about it and the possibilities of what might come. Like I have no idea. But I know the power of storytelling to inspire, to provoke thought, to allow us the space and the time to reflect and to reassess, to recalibrate. And there's going to be that and then some during the season of the Whakapapa Effect. So I hope you're excited and please, any questions that you want to hear answered or you want people to think about, please send those through um, so that we can add that to the wānanga as well because I want you to be part of it as the listener, as the audience, as much as possible, as much as we can. And the launch of the season of the Whakapapa Effect coincides with my reintroduction to producing content. And I don't think it was a conscious decision. I don't think I intentionally said, okay, we're going to have a break for about 12, 18 months. But I found myself in a space where I was feeling unsure of myself, unsure of why things were happening the way they were. I was feeling really vulnerable and exposed and even scared to the point where I didn't want to share. I didn't feel like I could share my thought processes because I didn't know why things were happening. And so how could I share, oh, this is what's going on in my life when I didn't even know. I think it might have been maybe three, four months into it. I was like, okay, well, we'll take a break. Maybe this is the end of creating content. I still kept up with the blogs each week. And that was one of the few constant things in my life in terms of wānanga that I had that I could commit to. And like my life's good. I was safe. Everything's all right. Like I'm 
all good, but the space I was in was largely emotional, spiritual and psychological, just trying to make sense of things. And I think how little things happen and you don't fully address them. So they accumulate and they just build up over time. And I think that caught up with me over this period of 12 to 18 months. So taking the time to just not share for a little bit and work on myself and work on trying to unpack the fuck up above these things and why I was feeling or thinking certain ways really helped me to heal and work through those and be free of them or liberate myself from feeling a certain way and getting stuck in those kinds of habits and behaviors. And I feel like we've come full circle in a way. And I love how this reintroduction to producing content and sharing more of my life again and sharing thought processes and wānanga will get to happen with other people. Like it won't just be me, like I was saying earlier, like I know how I think and I can easily share that. But when you collaborate with others or when you get to bounce ideas or feed off someone else's energy and people offer up their specific perspective or experience about a thing or an event or a kaupapa or a problem we're facing or dreams that we have and everyone has their different approach we're so similar to each other but we also have distinct differences as well and understanding those celebrating those and harnessing those will allow us to live the kind of life that we deserve and to live the kind of life of our choosing and of our design as well and so this podcast or this season of it has so many layers to it. It's part of my healing for myself and understanding whakapapa and why things happen, why things are the way they are. It's about sharing kōrero, it's about sharing experiences, it's about celebrating all these other amazing people that I know uh, who are in my life and it's just another space to share story as well and I can't wait and I'm so excited to share all of it with you. And I think we'll finish there. Thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of season one of the Whakapapa Effect. I'll be back with you soon in episode two or probably the first proper episode of the season where I'm with someone. <laughs> and we'll be unpacking all the kōrero and whakaro experiences, perspectives, unpack all the Whakapapa of their lives, how it came to be and so much more as well. If you have any questions, any comments, please send them through on social media at hanatapiata or you can email me hana at hanatapiata.com. You can visit the blog www.hanatapiata.com. I'm everywhere <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> hey kōnā e I'll catch you real soon.